On today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Online, I had a great conversation with Christina Stevens from Sidera Skincare in Vancouver. We had a really great conversation about how she's mostly used Amazon to build a multi-seven-figure business. It was super inspiring, and I think you guys are going to get a ton out of it. Before we start, we've worked with hundreds of businesses over the years, and we found that there's one element that all the successful businesses have in common. All the successful businesses that we've worked with have had a strategy. Having a strategy means having a roadmap. It means knowing where you want to go and having a plan on how you're going to get there. We found that there's 10 pivotal elements to an effective strategy, and we've created a one-minute quiz to help you determine whether your next year of marketing will be successful or not. Think about this. If a plane leaving LAX is headed to JFK and is even 1% off at the beginning of the trip, that plane could veer as far as Winnipeg. (laughs) And no one wants to end up in Winnipeg. Take the quiz today at mindfulmarketing.co slash quiz or click the link in today's show notes to see where your marketing is headed this year. Now, on to today's show. Christina Stevens from Sidera Skincare. Welcome to Secrets to Scaling Online. That's a lot of S's. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Jordan. How's it going? Good. Somebody local. I could have actually probably come to Vancouver and, and we could have filmed this there. Yeah, we probably could have. Um, I do have some podcast equipment set up here. It's not mine, but uh, we could have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. That's great. Well, tell us a little bit about uh, who you are and what you do. Okay, so I'm Christina. I am the co-founder of Sidera Skincare. Uh, We are a brand focused on helping women and men age gracefully. So we offer different skincare solutions, primarily in the anti-aging niche. Um, we are focused, uh, quite a bit of our business is on Amazon, but I can get into that a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, do you just want me to go through a little bit about my background and yeah, totally. That was, that was going to be my, my next question. Like how, how did this get started? Like where did, was there like a passion for, uh, you know, an anti-aging product you didn't see out there or, or like, how did you get started? For sure, for sure. So we, I wouldn't say we started, we, we kind of started a little bit backwards, if you would, I, I can kind of explain that a little bit later. Yeah, yeah. So me and my boyfriend and co-founder um, started the company back in 2006. So we- Oh, it's been going for that long. Uh, we didn't launch until January, January 1st of 2017. So it's been about three years. Okay. Um, but we, back in March of 2006, um, he was working a corporate job and I was also working a corporate job nine to five. Um, I kind of saw myself as always, you know, working my way up through the corporate ladder, um, achieving different manager and VP positions. Yeah. Um, but then he, he kind of came across this business model of selling on Amazon. Cause at the time he was, um, he was doing a bit of his own, uh, business endeavor selling. Uh, that was around the time when hoverboards were around. Oh my gosh. I had, <laughs> I've never talked about this before. I also had a hoverboard business. Did you really interesting? <laughs> I was hoverboardauthority.com. <laughs> awesome. And did, uh, they start blowing up? <laughs> well, the, you know, the problem for me is I was shipping them out of China and straight from China. And so the shipping times were taking so long that people were doing chargebacks okay. in the meantime while it was shipping. Okay. Uh, so that was just driving me crazy. And I, I didn't know, I mean, this is, how many years ago was that when hoverboards were a thing? 2015, 2016? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was 2015 when I was doing it, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he was doing that. So I was just helping him um, a little bit on the side. And uh, I guess his opinion of e-commerce at the time, because we had no experience in e-commerce whatsoever, was we could just, you know, put up a website, put up a Facebook page, put up an Instagram page, and then yeah. we we'd have sales. People will come. (laughs) (laughs) That wasn't really the case, especially for a product that was $700, $700 or $800. Yeah. Super heavy to ship. Um, And of course we had no experience, so we didn't really know what we were doing. Um, So he was approached at the time by someone that was selling on Amazon. And the guy said, you know, why don't you let me try try to sell these products on Amazon? See if I can you know, sell them and then I'll just take a share of the profit. So the guy, I think he put them up the first week or the second week and they started selling like right off the bat more than my partner had even sold before. Yeah. That was kind of like the awakening moment of what is Amazon? Because at that time we thought we could only like buy textbooks on it. So we were, we were kind of like blown away. Wow. Like Amazon takes care of everything. They just started selling. We need to like learn more about this. Um, so that's when we kind of decided we wanted to do something on Amazon. So like I said. Okay, yeah. So, so it was backwards, right? Before a product, you were like, okay, let's. Yeah, yeah. And I'll get a little bit more into that later. Um, but it was more about the marketplace than the actual product first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. So we, yeah, we started looking into it and, um, he, he had kind of dived into it first, but was a little bit undecided of, you know, what can I sell? What should I do? So I've always been the type to take on extra side projects throughout the corporate career. So I was always doing something above and beyond what I was required to do. So this was perfect. I was like, Oh, it's going to be another side project. I can just like help you out along the way. Yeah. And it turned into something we never even imagined. So we, we started selling. We launched January 1st of 2017 uh, with one product, a vitamin C serum. So okay. how we actually chose that product was all based on data. So really- Can you, can you walk us through that process? Because I think that'd be super interesting for people. For sure, for sure. So. Um, Typically on Amazon, you can pull sales or see how much of a product, um, how much revenue a product is doing um, using different software tools. Okay. Do you know the names of any of them? Yeah, there's, there's Viral Launch, Jungle Scout, um, Helium 10 is another one. We primarily use Viral Launch. Um, You can get a Chrome extension. You can use their web platform. Um, But typically all of your decisions are based on data. So how much revenue is this product doing? Is there enough demand? Um, is it too competitive? So when I say too competitive, does that mean you're going up against different people with 9,000 reviews and then you're just launching your product right now? Totally, totally, yeah, that makes sense. So with the vitamin C, so that's kind of just a high level of what you would look at. Um, and does the- this give you search, like search data and, and volume and all that kind of stuff? Exactly, so you can yeah. see different keywords volume um you would base your decisions off of is there enough search volume um but it's all based on data yes so with the vitamin c serum we really had no idea what we were doing um 
And we kind of later realized that we started on a black diamond. So later realizing vitamin C serum is one of the most competitive products on Amazon. Um, but we still sell that product to this day. So it, it ended up working out. Um, but uh, well, so, it must have, if you, if you move forward from there, you must have, it must have been doing okay. Yeah. Well, the first month, like I said, we had no idea what we were doing and we did, I think it was seven or 8,000 that month in sales. Okay, in sales. Yeah. Yeah. And um, we were kind of like, wow, like, what is this? Like we, we should, we need to like dive into this because we literally had no idea what we were doing. Yeah. So I think without any experience in doing seven or eight K the first month, we were okay with that. Oh, totally. Totally. I mean, that, a lot of people could hope for that, right? Like that's, for sure. yeah. For sure. So fast forward a year down the road, we finished, we did about 150,000 in revenue. So that was okay. We had some product failures. Um, one was a fad. So you remember those uh, silicone makeup sponges? I do. I'm sorry, yeah. I don't. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. I didn't use them. I didn't. <laughs> maybe ask your wife about them. I will. I will. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was the second product, and it completely flopped because it was bad. So the oh, okay. product didn't work. It wasn't very good. Um, and do you I think thought, that that's a rule? Like, like is is that a pretty good rule to 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 go by? That like, if if something is faddish, just stay away from it. I think there's a very distinct um, difference between a fad and a trend. So fad, yes, of course, stay away. Um, but you need to determine if that trend is going to continue. And that's something I can speak about later. I really like looking at that and seeing, like using different programs and tools to see if there actually is a newfound trend on a product. Totally. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, definitely fads. You don't want to don't want to dive into that unless you're well prepared and you know what you're doing. Um, we know someone that ended up doing six million in three, six million in six months, I think. Yeah. Um, three million in profit, uh, just on solar eclipse glasses. So. Wow. Great. Yeah. See, that's a great, you know, obviously just a fad that can only be seen once every however many years. <laughs> exactly. So it really depends how experienced you are because that individual was planning months and months and months in advance. So um, it really depends on that side. And, and that's kind of the difference between like, you know, we don't talk a lot about those kind of businesses on, on this podcast and we don't really work with those kind of businesses as much. Um, I think that's great for like a short-term kind of cash play. But if exactly. you're building a brand and building you know, sort of more like long-term wealth. Uh, I don't go for that kind of stuff. I, I think it's fun. I think it's really, it's super fun figuring out a fad like that and jumping on it. Mm -hmm. um, but that's, yeah, it's not something that, that we've necessarily recommended to people just because it is, you, you got, you have to be an expert. You have to be a marketing expert. And sure. also you need to have an eye for, for what that fad or trend is going to be. For sure. And you really have to know, I guess, like you said, it's, um, for most people, it's a longer term game. So you really yeah. want to build a brand. You want to stand for something. You want to have purpose. Um, so, uh, yeah. So let's, let's, let's talk about selling on Amazon. Cause it's, it's sure. again, something we were talking about before we started. It's not something that we talk about much with, uh, on the podcast. So I'd really like to hear about, um, about how you go about doing that. 
for sure, for sure. So, um, like I mentioned, uh, you do use a lot of different software tools to decide what you want to what you want to launch. Um, for it's a great way for small businesses to even like launch a business. I would I would totally recommend look at looking at Amazon just because they completely take care of everything, the entire process. So from yeah. fulfillment, the customers are already there. They already have their credit cards already saved on the platform. Yeah. And do you do you guys use fulfillment by Amazon? We do. We do. So they explain that for our guests because I'm, I'm assuming lots of people or sorry for uh, the people who are listening I'm assuming lots of people don't know exactly what uh, people call it FBA fulfillment yeah. by Amazon do, do you want do you mind explaining that yeah so it's imagine being able to launch a business but have someone else take care of everything for you so everything from the fulfillment to the traffic um it's 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 honestly like I, I consider it one of the best ways to launch a business in 2020 just because of the scale you can get to. And um, a lot of people want to start a business and it, you know, they also have a job. So it's the easiest way to start a business with a nine to five. Yeah. Now, FBA, um, what that stands for is fulfillment by Amazon. And they take care of all of the shipping. So for us, we would source our product send it into Amazon. Um, there's, I forget how many different warehouses in the U S but we would ship it into one of the warehouses in the U S and and how do you pick where they, they decide. Oh, really? They decide. Okay. Um, there, there is some kind of tricks to deciding which warehouse it will go into. Um, but typically they will decide. Um, ours generally goes to California. Okay. But from there, it can then be distributed to all of their warehouses or some of their warehouses across the U.S. Um, it just depends on where sales velocity is higher. So, and do um, they decide when, when, and where to move it? They move it whenever they want, Crazy. wherever they want. Crazy! So, that Jeff Bezos, man, <laughs> smart guy. He is. He is long term, long term player there. Um, so. Yeah, we ship it into Amazon and then basically that's where you need to really start optimizing your listing and driving traffic to your listing because think of it like Google. You don't want to be on page 10 of Google. No one's going to see you. Yeah, yeah, no one's going down that far. Exactly. You want to be on the first page with the highest visibility, the highest search traffic. How, How do you do it? So there's a lot of different ways. Um, you can optimize your listing. So there's keyword optimization. Yeah. Obviously, you want to have really good images. And sorry, and for the keyword optimization, is that similar as normal search engine optimization? Uh, yes. So you want to be indexed for certain keywords. You want to make yeah. sure the highest traffic keywords are in your listing. Um, the ones that have the highest volume of course are focused on in your title um and then there's different criteria for the bullets um description etc your images do you generally try and keyword name your images as well um i so that's something I, i know you do that on shopify um i'm not sure if we're actually doing that on amazon but i can't see why it wouldn't hurt because then yeah it's not gonna hurt you to to do that yeah Exactly. Um, but, um, so all of the listing optimizations there, but 
obviously you still need traffic. So there's on Amazon uh, advertising, which you can do. Okay. Which you should do. Have you guys done that? Uh, yes. So um, I was actually doing all of the PPC management up until a year and a half ago. Um, okay. And then we outsourced it to an agency. Yeah. Um, yeah, their, their advertising platform's great. Um, and uh, they're coming out with a lot of new things where um, there's a DSP. So we've been doing DSP, which is display, display network, adver display advertising, I think. Okay. okay. Exactly stands for. But um, let's just say someone goes to your listing, looks at it, then you're retargeted on all of the other uh, websites that Amazon has within their uh, advertising network. And that's actually been working super well for us. We're getting about interesting. Yeah, it's just just like Google's display network, right? But but can, now on Amazon, can you actually physically put in your Google Analytics code so that you can retarget people on Google as well? Hey, sorry about the interruption. We'll get back to the show shortly. I wanted to ask you again, are you confident in your company's marketing strategy for the upcoming year? If you don't want to leave it up to chance, take the one minute quiz at mindfulmarketing.co slash quiz. Now, back to today's episode. No. Okay. No. Okay. But and I'm assuming the same thing with Facebook. You can't put the Facebook pixel in. Uh, no, no. Amazon, Amazon keeps their own... Yeah, they, uh, they recently added um, attribution, so you could actually see where your sales were coming from. Okay. Um, but with with DSP, so let's just say you go and look at our listing. Yeah. We'll then be retargeted on all of these other platforms. So for instance, I was looking through my finance app the other day, my Yahoo yeah. finance app, and I was like, oh, there's our listing. Um, so that's actually been giving us a 7 to 8x return. Oh, um, awesome. Great. Doing, yeah, it's doing pretty well. And just so everybody knows for, for benchmarks, as far as returns are concerned, as long as you're hitting two, you're, you're making money, right? I'm assuming that that's how your margins are kind of set up. Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Uh, that sounds super interesting. So you're, so you're actually now able to retarget people on a display network from Amazon. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, which is huge. And I mean that I would say Amazon's advertising network is the at the minimum what you should be doing. Of course, you can be driving traffic through Facebook, Instagram, um, Google. So now, do you guys do you guys do that? Um, we had ranked our one product listing uh, number one on Google for that keyword. So we did do some SEO work uh, with the on for for your actual website or for your. Only speaking about Amazon right now, websites oh, okay. kind of totally separate um, for that keyword for the Amazon listing. Okay, so how let's let's get into your websites. How do you balance that Amazon versus your website? Because there's, I mean, what people might not understand about the difference between Amazon and and you know having your own. Are you guys on Shopify? We are. Okay, so so when you drive traffic to an Amazon listing, you don't own that customer right? You're not allowed to use any of their data. Is that correct? Uh, that is correct. They've made quite a few changes recently that limits the amount of information that you see. So we used to be able to see the address, um, I think even the phone number. Um, so it, technically, you're not supposed to retarget those customers. Yeah, gotcha. 
Gotcha. Okay. Whereas if you're sending traffic to your website, then you own those people. If they buy from you there, then they're your customers. You don't, you don't own them, but. <laughs> no, for sure. I know you. Exactly. Um, there is ways to get them to opt into an email list, um, retargeting them uh, for different ads, depending yeah. on what your goals are. Um, yeah, there is different options, but speaking about Shopify versus Amazon, that is the probably the number one, uh, I'd say limitation or uh, negative. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So do you, what's, what's your sales mix, Amazon versus your Shopify store? Yeah. So it's primarily Amazon. Um, okay. We, we only redid our website and actually started focusing on it in the spring of 2019. So okay. your website's beautiful, by the way. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, so we only we only really built everything up in about the spring of 2019. So Amazon was the focus for the majority of the time, um, and yeah, we started driving some traffic to it. Started spending a lot on ads. Okay. And based on our situation, um, we decided to put kind of a temporary stop on that. Okay. Um, was it because you weren't getting the return? that and right now we need to make sure we're maximizing our profit as much as possible just based on um, we're going through a bit of a transition um, a potential acquisition oh okay so we want to make sure our profit is maximized yeah um, so we are they using a, a like a formula based on like an EBITDA, EBITDA formula yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so of course you want to yeah exactly so we kind of realized well, can, sorry, can, should, can we explain that to people uh, EBITDA? Yeah. Earnings before interest tax and uh, amortization. Um, earnings, interest tax, amortization, and sales tax. Or yeah, yeah. That's 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 basically what it is. So so it for for different industries and depending on how how much growth potential people think that there is in a certain industry, generally you're gonna get paid on a uh, multiplier of EBITDA for exactly. your business. Yeah. Exactly. So just so listeners know. <laughs> exactly. It's your net net profit. Um, and the valuation typically is in our industry. Um, it could be as low as two high twos uh, to about five X. Okay. Oh, I would have thought that it was a little higher than that, but. Um, if you're doing over a million in EBITDA, it will be on the higher side so about yeah. 3.5 to 5.5 six okay. but I, yeah generally we're seeing uh valuations go up but um generally speaking yeah yeah cool sure. sorry that was a bit of a, a rabbit trail <laughs> that. well that's great to hear that's I, I love hearing about uh about that if that's kind of the route that you want to go with the on the acquisition side i mean it looks like you guys have been building a, a great brand so thank you thank you yeah uh you know we're actually getting kind of close to the end of our our interview here uh i'm gonna ask my uh a couple of my classic questions i like to ask um what sort of advice would you give to somebody just starting out so somebody just starting out um I think most people, like I said before, most people are working a nine to five right now and they might be thinking about like, oh, I want to start like a side hustle. I want to, you know, start a side project of some sort, make a little extra income. 
I would highly, highly recommend looking into Amazon just because it gives you the autonomy to con continue working that nine to five. Yeah. I, I was working full time uh, and doing this full time um, for two, two years. Uh, last, last January was my first month of being a full-time entrepreneur. So me and my partner, we were both working nine to fives, uh, for the majority of time that we were building the business. Wow. So it gives you the autonomy to continue making that paycheck so that you can invest that into your business. And, um, it, Amazon takes care of a lot of the fulfillment. You just need to really learn how to optimize your listing um, build a brand because for me, that's most important. Um, but, well, and then, and that's where you can actually, like you might be doing is actually sell your business, right. Or create something that actually has some long-term value, right? Exactly. And I would say that is one of the things that differentiates us from a lot of other Amazon businesses is a lot of people aren't necessarily building brands. Um, they're not investing into knowing who they're selling to. Um, at the beginning, we actually hired, well, I shouldn't say at the beginning, about two years in, a year and a half in, um, we hired an agency to do a bunch of market research for us. So okay. really understanding who we were selling to, what their desires were, and knowing how to sell to them on a deeper level, like yeah. what motivates them. Yeah. What's, what's um, on a deeper level than just, you know, like a mom, 30 years old, you know, works nine to five, but going actually deeper, knowing what yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'd say that that definitely helped, but it definitely depends what you want. So it takes a lot more effort to build a brand. Oh, it totally does. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. Great advice. Uh, what is your secret to scaling? Secret to scaling. Um, I think it might sound really cliche, but never giving up. Um, we, I mentioned that we kind of started on a black diamond, so it wasn't easy. It, it definitely wasn't easy. Um, and my partner actually said one day, you know, I don't think this is for us. Like we mm. should just throw in the towel and, you know, try something new. Yeah. But me being as stubborn as I am, I said, you know, obviously this is working. This is working for other people. Let's just give it another shot. And uh, yeah, it turned into, well, we're, we're forecasted to close the year around 6 million. So I'm uh, awesome. Oh, that's so good. And uh, the, all of the revenue is us dollars. So um, yeah, it, it, that helps as well. Yeah. For, for those of us Canadians who are listening, you'll understand that's like <laughs> a lot more. <laughs> yes, exactly. So it does help with the uh, currency arbitrage. Yes. Yes, totally. Yeah. You know, that, that's definitely a recommendation I'd make for, for businesses. If I could go back, uh, I think I'd just start charging in USD with all of our companies. It mm -hmm. just makes so much more sense. Such a, a stable currency. Not that the Canadian dollar isn't stable. It's just, we'll never get back up to that level where we were on par with, with the States. Exactly. Exactly. It's a bigger market. Um, you're making an extra 30% on your dollar. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I would highly recommend that as well. Yeah. Awesome. That's great. Okay. We're going to go to our lightning round here. Uh, what is your favorite tool or app right now? So I wouldn't necessarily say it's a, an app, uh, kind of a tool. So I had mentioned that I like looking at different trends. Um, 
and trends actually is very important on Amazon. Um, if it fits well into your brand, I think that's a great idea. So we're yeah. actively looking for trends that fit into our product line and brand. Cool, cool. Um, so I use different tools. Um, there's one called Spate. Um, How do you spell that? S-P-A-T-E. Yeah. It specifically looks at uh, CPG trends. So supplements, beauty. Gotcha. Um, skincare. Um, yeah all of that and looks at trends based on Google's search data. Cool. So that's one. Um, the news, and then I'd have to say two different newsletters, exploding topics and trends from the hustle. Okay, um, cool. And just looking at different trends in the market based on search volume and uh, AREF's data. Cool, cool, awesome. Uh, favorite podcast right now? Uh, I have quite a few. Um, I like, I haven't listened to How I Built This by Guy Raz in a while, but that's a favorite. Um, <laughs> Do you know, there, I, I had a string of interviews. I think it was like nine straight or something where everybody <laughs> said How I Built This was their favorite. <laughs> oh, really? Interesting. I, um, so one I really, really like because they dive into different trends um, is the one by The Hustle, uh, My First Million. So that okay, was cool. Um, and oh, then capitalism.com, uh, Ryan Moran. Cool. Awesome. Those are two ones I've never listened to before. So that's great. If you're, yeah, Ryan Moran's a little bit more focused on Amazon, but, um, he brings in, uh, other subject matter, subject matter experts. So it's, uh, it's, I, yeah, that one I highly recommend. Cool. Cool. That's great. Awesome. And a founder that you look up to. Uh, definitely Emily Wise um, from Glossier. So okay. what she's done with Glossier is Glossier is a unicorn. Um, it's it's pretty amazing how she developed that from her blog into the gloss into a billion dollar company. So wow. Emily Wise, but probably because I'm in the skincare niche. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Oh, that's great. And where can people find out more about you? Um, I mean, people can always reach out to me on LinkedIn, um, or Instagram. So cool. where, where, what are you on LinkedIn? Uh, just my first name, my na last name, Stevens, Christina Stevens. Okay. Awesome. Find me on Instagram, Christina X Stevens. Perfect. Awesome. I'm going to connect with you on LinkedIn right after this. For sure. <laughs> I actually think we might already be connected. I, you know what? I think we are too. I think yeah. you're right. I think we are connected. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks so much for being on. Like I, this was, this was an amazing interview. I really, really appreciate your time. Sure. And this is, uh, I would say this is only really high level. There's so much more you can dive into on Amazon. And I think it's, I think it's even if you weren't to build a brand on Amazon, but use it as a sales channel to scale your brand. Totally. Totally. So can you give us like, if there was one Amazon person to follow one Amazon expert, who would that be? Ah, uh, there's a couple. I mean, Ryan Moran is a really good one to start with. Cool. Um, just because he, he's built and sold a couple businesses on the platform before. So isn't his, it doesn't he have the jungle platform, Ryan Moran? No, that's Greg Mercer. Oh, okay. Does, yeah. does Ryan Moran also have software? Uh, no software, but okay. he holds a lot of conferences, pretty active on Instagram. Okay. Okay, cool. Awesome. Ryan Moran. That's great. Well, thanks again for being on. No problem. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jordan. Yeah. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Secrets to Scaling Online. If you're loving what you're hearing, subscribe to our podcast and share this with a friend. No, seriously, share it with a friend. No, if you don't, I'm going to find you and I'm going to make you profitable. Got it? No, seriously. <laughs>